Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Tell us everything. Why didn't you why didn't you come with us? Like tell us everything that's going on. We were just talking about you. I'm sure. Like <laughs> like we are all so I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, we're really annoyed you didn't fly with us. And I heard that you didn't want to fly with us because it was coach. Who told you that? Aaron. Okay. <laughs> no, you no, didn't. No, no, I said that's not what I said. Part of what sparked me wanting to go down there was A, feeling like I wanted to get a tan, but also Another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. We're talking the ladies of New York and Salt Lake City today. And join with me, you know him, you love him. Jay, hello. Hey guys. Hi, Kara. Uh, what a what a the dream team's back. Because we talked about the series premiere and the first season finale of Salt Lake. And wow, what a road it's been since then. I was about to ask you that. I was like, I know we've done one before. But I couldn't remember which premiere, if it was more than one. So it was the, the season, the series premiere. Yeah, yeah. What a time. <laughs> what a what a journey we've been on for the last four years. Oh, it's been, it's been, it's been, that's it's, for it's, sure. It's been something, I'll tell you that much. Um, but before we talk about Salt Lake City, we're going to get into this week's New York episode, which I thought was kind of like an establishing episode, but we have, there's discourse. There's discourse among the fans about whether or not you're team Jenna or team team everybody else. 100%. So um, I think we've talked about this. How I'm, I'm having a great time with new New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like this is the episode that kind of got the girlies talking. Yes. In a sense where now, now people are having, 
like you said, now we're having a discourse. Now we're now we're splitting off into groups. Basically, we're going into breakout rooms uh, <laughs> with these with these women, uh, which is great because they've all. I've liked the show so far. It has been like a lot of really just light, fluffy fun for the most part. Uh-huh. Now I think we're finally getting somewhere where we're getting to the point where we're having people make choices and the audience is like, wait a second, I don't agree with that, which is great because I kind of love having discourse on something that's fun and light and fluffy. Yeah, it, I'm, it's cute and I'm having fun right now, but I swear if we get to like Beverly Hills levels, I'm out. I'm scared. I pulled the plug <laughs> of the whole podcast that I talked about. <laughs> so I'm getting a new job. It's, like, it's, it's it's exactly what we said at the beginning with, about Bryn. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, we love Bryn in the pilot. It's gonna go downhill in maybe six episodes for sure. And I feel exact same way about Monica from Salt Lake. But uh, okay, so the girls in New York are heading for their first international cast trip we're going to anguilla as like a midwinter getaway from the city trip it's going to be hosted by Sai. there will be food there so we won't have to discuss that for the 75th time amen let's celebrate that um but we start the episode with Sai and uba going shopping and Sai was giving her the rundown of like what you missed when you had COVID, girl we had that wreath party jenna gave out a bunch of sponsored gifts as she calls it and how like she's feeling some type of way about that because you know unless you're giving away that cheese honey like I can't promote you for free and how like a gift from Jenna Lyons is not from the heart it's like marketing but I did I miss a scene where Jenna asked any of them to post this on social media that was the first thing like first watch I'm watching this air live the first thing that popped into my head I, I was legit like she didn't ask you to do that what are you complaining of? You're literally, you just made that up. Right. Or even suggest it. And I get it. Like people send me things. And I think the assumption is that like, if I like it, I'll talk about it. I get that. But like, I don't think, I, I don't really know if that was Jenna's motivation. No. And I think Jenna's the type of person who I think would be really open about that. And be like, yeah, that's what that was for. Yeah. Like we but see then- businesses. Yeah. I like, this is my this is my gift to you they are my collabs that I've done but I want you to have these if and then anything, I it's a flex. Like, I'm not posting this like well she yeah. didn't great I'm not seeing like side Silva for anything and if she did have a sponsorship I'm sure we would hear about it but we don't so and I was like she's mad I got I, it's weird I was like dreaming up a scenario in my head I was like she's mad that she has that Jenna has Sai is upset at Jenna for having all these collabs and gifting them all the while not a single person is asking Sai for a collab <laughs> no. and I think that's where this is all coming from mm-hmm. yeah you might have me onto something there but um <laughs> then we have some like scenes with Jenna and her brother Spencer and then Bryn and her brother and can are we just on the same page that both of them are cute I was about to say he's like <laughs> I'm glad you went right into that <laughs> there was nothing else to talk about that's all I all I thought was like we need more brothers on this show that's what I we're saying it's like my um my dream like wealthy soft white man that I want to end up with <laughs> Jenna's brother has like a an Anderson Cooper kind of vibe to him like kind of thin they have a similar nose and I don't I don't have a way to describe Bryn's brother but he was cute and I liked it I think um like Jenna's brother I was I was like I bet you his apartment's cool right 
<laughs> or wherever he lives. Like, because I, I think he thinks she said they live in California. But like, I like, bet that's a cool house. I bet it's like, yeah, she can like minimalist, but like kind of still homey. Like, he's got a good aesthetic. I bet. Great books. I bet you great books. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, but we did, there was a part where like Jenna was talking to her brother about her genetic disorder and how it's like making her insecure to go on the trip. And obviously this is like the impetus to all this big ass fight that happens. And, but she's telling us like, he's even asking, does this still affect you after all these years? And she says, yeah, every summer I would like go off into a little corner and hibernate and then secretly tan. And then I would feel better because her skin is like differently colored all over so when she has a tan she feels more confident basically yeah um and then she has dental surgery so aaron comes over with some homemade butternut squash soup but it's like don't even come over i don't care about your your le creuset dutch oven if you're gonna then you know like stab me the back you know, I burnt my tongue on your soup is, is what happened. I felt, you know, but you know that soup was bland. <laughs> no salt. No salt. She just like pureed some butternut squash and like put it in a container and left. literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um, so Aaron's still pissed at Bryn because what Bryn said to Abe about the divorce and uh, what do you feel about that? It's, it sucks because like, there is a little bit of me that's like, maybe you shouldn't have said that, but I see yeah. how it was a joke. But I'm more pissed that like Abe won't say anything about it. Like right. that or like I'd understand he was in the moment, maybe he was like nervously laughing. Right. But he let that bit go on for a little too long just to turn around and say, Oh my god, she was disgusting for saying that. What an inappropriate girl. And he also said it was funny, like after the fact. So I just feel like he was talking out of both sides of his mouth. And he knows Aaron at this point. He knows that she likes to, she spins around like a top. He should have seen where that was going. And it wasn't even worth it to bring up, but whatever. Um, I'm tired. I honestly, I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's truly... I understand that. Like, well, Aaron's the type of person that you just never, Bryn kind of expresses that you never want to, like, even remotely slightly inconvenience her because it'll piss her the hell off so right bad. right and, and it's like so much and then you know like jenna tells her she tells her about her genetic disorder and says hey i'm gonna go to anguilla a day or two earlier and so she even sent a text like we saw a screenshot where she's telling the ladies hey i'm coming going earlier and she says to aaron like i'm not working with the same deck as you guys so like i like to tan my skin's 80 different colors i don't want to feel self-conscious on this trip and then she says like as an aside i thought like to be honest with you aaron and i probably shouldn't tell you this but like i don't really want to fly coach like i will i just don't want to so Aaron is like, well, our plane doesn't even have first class. And Jenna's like, well, on the flight that I found it, it does have business class. So like, I'm good. Aaron says in a confessional that she is shocked because this is a level of diva that she didn't know that Jenna Lyons had. It's business class, babe. It's business class. And excuse me, like, this is a goddamn CEO. This is a boss. She's a multimillionaire. Like, excuse her for even expressing, I hate coach. I would say it out loud to anybody if I was a <laughs> I'm trying to think of who the actress was. Oh, I think it was, um, oh my God. 
she's like southern and she's very smart and she's like in her 50s and she's beautiful she's got that southern accent i cannot think of what her name is she's got dark hair leanne locken Locken. (laughs) (laughs) and that's the end of everyone's business but mine for this week you guys (laughs) but um Oh, I can't think of what her name is, but she once tweeted and she was like, you guys, I'm in tourist class and I asked for business class. She was like adding Delta Air. I was like, oh, I got my wrong seat. But there's this- so many little pebbles to it that I, I can't piece it together. I know exactly what you're talking about. But I yeah, <laughs> I cannot think of what her name is. But um, so, yeah, I mean, this is like the biggest deal to Aaron what diva behavior okay so then we get our classic housewives packing for the trip and the only thing that i want to talk about is Pavit. Pavit needs an apple i think at this point <laughs> he's getting in there he's messy he's 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 snapping back he's i need I him bouncing an apple like jenna does in the credits <laughs> exactly exactly so while she's packing for the trip jessel brings up the fact that like didn't you mention wanting to go to vietnam at some point he's like yeah in like maybe six weeks i'll go i just need some time to myself and she's like i I can get you a hotel somewhere in the city it's not that deep if you if you really need that much time to yourself but he's like no where am i gonna get a banh mi sandwich in the city and she goes (laughs) i'll find you one he goes no 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 not as good as in vietnam Sir, I will give you the recommendation. It's it's in <laughs> Cobble Hill, and then you can go on to Size Place right after that. It's called Hanco's, H-A-N-C-O-S. I, isn't he part of the, the New York Street Food Commission? Like, you, you should know every place that has that here. You can go right. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> then this dude is like, well, you're going out of town for five days, so I'm only going for three days. It's not really that big of a deal. And she says, but I'm going with my friends. What are you going to do? Hang out with a sandwich? Which was an iconic question. Get it with that. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's like, well, how long is this flight? And he's like, oh, it's like 20, 22 hours. And she's like, so you're going to spend more time flying there than spending there. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to get the sandwich and come back. And then he says in a, in a confessional that uh, flying is like his own vacation. Maybe not for other people, but it is for him. <laughs> he's so funny. And so Jessel is like, okay, well, what am I going to do with the kids? Because my mom's not going to be here anymore. And he goes, well, that's your problem. He's like, I'm going to Vietnam. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I, when we saw the trailer for this and he was like, oh, I want to go to Vietnam. I think everybody was like, sir, who are you fucking? And I still kind of feel that way, but it was a little bit more lighthearted now that we actually saw the scene. Yeah. (laughs) And I still think somehow it's going to veer into that territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I mean, he's he's only a man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then after that, everybody gets to Anguilla. They're like picking out their rooms. They give Jenna the worst one because she's not there. She's down to the Four Seasons tanning at this point. And then they're all like outside just enjoying the scene. And Aaron's like, oh, I got to say something before Jenna gets here. I love it. She's like, I don't want her to hear me. Is she behind me? Do y'all see her? (laughs) Yeah. What? You know, you're about to do some shady foul shit so then she's like you know she kind of just like brushes over yeah like yeah yeah she's got a skin condition but you guys she told me (laughs) the truth is that she didn't want to fly coach and everybody's like what so 
in a confessional, Aaron's like, it's not like she didn't tell me not to tell anybody. And listen, uh, Jenna doesn't know how to be open and honest around a group of girls. And I just think it would be better if she was like, hey, I'm not flying coaches, you bitches. But you didn't even give her that opportunity. You're you're like looking over your shoulder to make sure she doesn't overhear you talking about her behind her back. <laughs> so just it, it was so crazy how everyone was just like, what a fucking disgusting bitch. Sick. Right. What? nasty why would she i was like oh my god you guys you guys like that's what started pissing me off i was like okay okay everyone needs to relax for like five seconds and really think about if you really want to step into this fight right now it's giving group think and i don't love it i don't know what everybody is upset about and and it's like everyone and that was what was crazy to me i was like oh every not one per not one of those wealthy women were like i get it right Brynn I would have thought would have been the first one to be like yeah I, I would have done that too um but yeah basically Aaron says in a confessional like what whatever she says so the girls get annoyed and Brynn tries to bring up like girls trip rules just like part of it is that we're traveling together and, and what like we're doing everything together and it's like okay fine Jenna doesn't get girl stuff 101 and it's what are you guys talking about? I, I don't understand why everybody on this cast, maybe with the exception of Jessel, seems to think that Jenna's being secretive, hiding stuff, or whatever. I, I, I'm not seeing it. I'm not either, because it's like, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. Right. Uh, there she was like not only she opening up like on camera like to the in her confessionals where she was talking about like all of her uh genetic disorder but then she's like opening up to Aaron about it and the first thing Aaron does is weaponize it against her and also nobody they keep saying Jenna doesn't know how to be around a group of girls but, but, but no one's like extending their hand to be like this is how it works yeah like, they're no just like you're doing it wrong whatever this is that she's doing yeah and that's what's like really frustrating to watch is because as new as they are, I mean, they're filming like in 2022, like they know there's cameras. They they just, it's surprising to me that they're not understanding how this is going to look when this airs, when they're in that moment. No concept, none. It's, it's wild to me. Because to me, like, I'm just like, this is awful. You all look terrible. Even you, Uba, in the back over there. I know, my girl. Sai is fighting for her damn life in the comments every day. Every day. <laughs> fighting. And I want to say one thing. I believe it may have been Rena. Not that I like to invoke her name on this podcast too many times, but I think it was her who was in the comments being like, uh, you shouldn't have let Bravo let you guys fly coach anyway. So <laughs> maybe y'all should think about that she had uh, she made several points yeah because uh, i was thinking like is this the trade-off to like get the big fancy trip is that everyone flies coach and i'd be like right. no then let's go somewhere closer so i can stretch my legs on the flight right right so girl i don't know then aaron starts talking about how like jenna had said that oh you know basically like she's got first class she can be in the sky deck and they take your luggage and everybody's like huh what like like they've never experienced this sort of lifestyle like none of them get it but okay okay uh, like Sai, you're living in a four million dollar townhouse in brooklyn you know luxury you came with your own toilet paper ma'am and nobody said anything except for aaron but nobody all else 
yeah all of a sudden there's no people looking inside her home anymore like right she- <laughs> <laughs> right right uh we we're giving a one ply attitude towards four ply behavior <laughs> so um yeah basically like jenna texts that she's gonna come over size poking holes in jenna's i want a tan story because she told me she wears a burqa did you actually believe that Sai? were you taking her literally yeah, like some of me think she was honestly <laughs> honestly honestly so they're like well i think this is just an excuse that she made so that she didn't have to be in like coach or whatever so bryn says well i'm just worried that jenna's gonna disarm me by using her little baby voice or whatever like she's so dangerous i was like Brittany, you are telling me this in a baby voice yeah <laughs> you're a perpetual baby voice babe so i don't maybe we shouldn't do this not the fight you want to fight girl so then Britt starts ripping about the gifts for jenna and how jenna posted like a what's in my bag on instagram but Bryn positions it like she was like oh I'm giving these specific people whatever and it was just like a I think I've probably seen this a million times before like oh like we're packing whatever this is these are the gifts that I'm giving out for Christmas like it doesn't seem that sinister or weird or whatever the hell they're trying to suggest here but then (laughs) Bryn outs herself as a sugar baby real glow key and i don't think people really picked on it but i loved it and this is no shade but she says with no hint of irony you know this jenna reminds me of a lot of new york relationships where somebody's older and successful and they're giving me i mean people a lot of gifts but there's no sharing or connection it's like i think i've been missing out on the new york experience this doesn't happen to me at all i was like Bryn, let's say that again i want you to really hear it yeah. <laughs> just one of those things that happens all the time where you just happen to be beautiful and older people give you money and gifts and Brilliant. i like she gets so close to self-realization <laughs> so close. she's gonna get it one day her therapist <laughs> is like oh my god oh my god they're oh god damn it <laughs> and again get money bitch but like no, put honestly, me on yes. what am i doing wrong <laughs> let you, me know you, girl. Have, you teach a class i'll, I'll attend hello hello <laughs> Go to the go to the ninety second Y and and tell us how to put me on a game. I will be there. <laughs> I will be there, there, girl. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So of course, as like Bryn's hyping them up, Aaron's hyping them up, and this anti Jenna, whatever Jenna walks in, it spirals. It just like it gets like it spirals so out of hand, like so quickly. Right. But like she's Aaron says, Jenna wants fly doesn't want to fly coach, and then they just like hype themselves up over it so fast so fast so fast she jenna walks in and she's wearing a maxi dress down to the floor can't see her legs it is like you can see her arms it's sleeveless and it's you can see her back but they're like oh look at her look at her showing all that skin like what are you guys duggers like what the hell's going on like, everyone's what? like wow you look great for someone with a genetic disorder like that's what they were saying essentially truly truly Uma's the only one who was like uh we're talking shit about you right now jenna so thank you <laughs> um and size like yeah we heard you didn't want to come with us because you didn't want to fly coach and so now jenna's up against like 50 11 girls like whoa 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 
I just wanted to get a little sun because I'm going to be on the beach with all of you guys and y'all have what I don't, which is perfect skin. And so they're all looking at her like, oh, Jenna, whatever. It's not even, they're not even being nice. Like, Jenna, you're beautiful. You, you need to realize that they're like, no, you're they're lying. Like, yeah, they're just, they gave her the biggest like, oh, come on with that. Like that I've ever seen a group do to one It was so nasty and so rude. So rude. Oh Sai's like, well, I got a spray tan. Okay. Jenna's like, great. I wanted to come a day early. That what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she like clunkily tries to explain it. I totally understood what she was saying, but they're looking at her like she's lying. So she says she was going to go get a tan before this trip, some point during the holidays, but she was going to go with a friend. Her friend got a puppy, so she couldn't go. And then she was going to go later, but then she got the mouth surgery and then Bryn's like, oh, well, I'm confused. What's going on? And so Sides is in a confessional. Go ahead. She was like, a puppy? Yeah. What? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, whose puppy? What's going on? Like intentionally acting like they don't know what the hell she's talking about, which I can kind of get because she's stumbling over her words because she's having to defend herself. She has to be able to relax. No idea. This whole table was talking shit right. about it. <laughs> right into it. And everyone's like, what? Say something. Say something. You stuttering? What? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh my God, I just got here four seconds ago. Like, she hasn't even unclenched yet. I mean, my God. My God. So, Sai says in a confessional that Jenna needs to tell the truth. And if they, if she did, then they would back off. But like, she literally just did. And you were like, oh, well, that's worse. So thanks. And so Jenna's like, well, it, look, you guys, if I looked like you guys, I would have just gone. But Bryn tells her that's a cop out. You're one of the most fabulous people in the world. And so Jenna's like, listen, I don't ever show skin. Like, have you ever seen me on the red carpet? And Bryn's like, I don't look at pictures of you on the red carpet. And everybody's just little cackling, cackling hags. <laughs> now you're that cackling hags. Yes. Maybe. That's what I was just like, oh my God, can you guys chill? Like, like why are, what? Okay, so she gets here earlier than you. Y'all did not give a fuck until you found out about first class, but what real difference does it make? You're all here. Like, wouldn't you be more upset about her coming early? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, The only person who's kind of nice to her is Jessel who tells her like while everybody's getting ready like I think there's a difference between like having an insecurity and turning it in a negative way and Jenna's like yeah I just feel like there's something going on with me and Bryn I don't know what's happening but like I've been noticing it too like it seems like almost every episode Bryn is either comparing herself to Jenna because Jenna's allowed to do this. I wasn't. And if I did what Jenna did, then it would be such a big problem. Something about Jenna and the way she like navigates this group is like very triggering for Bren. And she, again, might need to look in the mirror. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, it's it's the, uh, it's, I already said it, but it's the Dan if you do, Dan if you don't. I feel like with Aaron and Bryn and Cy, their eyes being so focused on um on jenna mm -hmm. they i don't know it's a little bit of group thing too i think they're just like well let's find something wrong and i i don't think they i almost don't know if they know that they're all doing it together right of just right. here she is she and they're like finding because 
Jenna, it, all of the things she's doing, none of them are incorrect. No. <laughs> oh, not done. If, like if, if she did something wrong and shitty, I'm happy to call that out and say, yeah, what Jenna did was shitty and they should call her out for it. But she's literally just trying to make everyone else's life easier and trying to make herself comfortable before jumping into filming a cast trip. Right. It's, 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 it's offensive to them. And then it's, she can't do it on or off. It's, she's not winning with them and it's really frustrating to watch. It is because like I, I if they weren't if they didn't have put so much energy toward this, I would almost maybe see their point more, but like y'all are doing too much and it, so I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not. so it's too much and it's like it doesn't just it doesn't read as like genuine, like genuinely authentic. Like I think they're picking fights just for the sake of camera. Yeah. And and talking about how like things aren't adding up with Jenna and they're getting the runaround from her and like, you know you need to share about your condition but you didn't because you're so secretive and it's like well look at how you guys act when you think she's being dishonest you're not really giving her a soft place to land so i can see why she's not really being that forthcoming with you guys but y'all figure it out <laughs> yeah we we have eight more episodes of them to figure it out <sighs> God bless. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, you want to talk about Salt Lake? My bathtub is clean. Maybe yours isn't. Mine is very clean. Okay. I take baths all the time, but I prefer to take my baths alone, which is true. Like, why are you judging me for wanting to take a bath alone? It is my right to prefer to take a bath alone. I really, really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when a scene transition happens and it's the single oh. right <laughs> oh my god and then it just turns into like chorus trap beat like <laughs> <laughs> always a trap beat always so the episode begins it's they're obviously on their cast trip it's may 2023 they're in bermuda production's just chilling on like the floor that Heather's on, but like they're outside of her room. Her mic is on. So clearly somebody is hearing her on the phone with somebody. She's like, what, what's going on? How could she do this? I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, and they're like, get in her room. Just don't even knock. Yeah. Just get in there, girl. Love Again, it. It's giving like, it, it, it kind of made me nostalgic because it reminded me of cops a little bit. 
<laughs> just busting through a door with a camera and someone being completely shocked and running away love it love it <laughs> um so basically she kicks them out as soon as she makes eye contact that they're in her room she's like no no no. you guys gotta get out you guys gotta get out and then we can hear her say how did we fall for it and then we get to our opening scene it's black and white the ladies are pulling up there's bible verses on the lower third <laughs> Psalm I, five, Micah I, seven five, Peter five eight, the whole thing. We end with Proverbs nineteen five. He who breathes out lies will not escape. Preach. Do what? Were you raised Catholic? I was. Yeah. Y'all don't do the Bible, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, just not that, not in the the white people way. Okay. <laughs> I grew up like a Hispanic Catholic and when I started going to like uh Catholic like that was more for white people I saw the differences <laughs> mm, interesting interesting yeah, yeah I um, but yeah I was I raised Catholic the Bible too much yeah and it's the reason I'm such a wretched person to be around because I am just still I just don't know how to get rid of Catholic guilt and it's what drives my force and my life every day of course um, so congrats to the team at the Catholic Church for instilling that in me like five years old and it never going away. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> um, so- I love this cinema. This was this was a movie. This was written, directed by Scorsese. This intro is amazing. It was so, so good. Um, so basically the episode begins at Sundance. Lisa, the queen of Sundance, is getting everything together. Let's take these lights down 20%. Let's do this. Let's do that. And she's like, I'm the reason why I'm the queen of Sundance is because not many people can throw a party last minute and execute it with perfection, but I can. You Are you a Barlow girl? I am. Okay. <laughs> but it's so funny. It's, it's, it's bad. like I, I see the faults in it and everything. I'm not an unaware Bar- Barlow girl. It's a really tough place to be a lot of the time. Um, yeah yeah and it, and I relate a little more to because um, also like once a year I I also I work for a festival as well mm-hmm. but I go back to Austin too once a year in the mm-hmm. summer TV festival check it out um but when she's in festival mode I feel her I see her I am her is it difficult to plan and execute a party to perfection during festival time is it's she right the hardest thing sometimes you you tell someone 20 percent, then the party's happening you're like wait that should have been 40 percent. right Ugh. oh you got it you got it you got to be on your a game at all times uh, all time <laughs> i throw the parties it's never a party for me it's all work but what i i love it love <laughs> so john picks her up after that he rarely speaks in this first half but she's like basically talking about how things are so crazy the kids are you know jack's in his last year of school fudge college is officially fudge colleging now fudging college now and he told them like three weeks ago that he's going to be going on a two-year mission instead of going to college so lisa says in a confessional that she and jack actually got into it like a few weeks prior because she was like hounding him about getting his college essays done on time but then he starts crying and goes up to her and is like, I want to go on a mission, like a Mormon mission. So if y'all don't know, these boys are out here with their suit and tie or their white shirts and the black ties <laughs> for two years 
wherever the hell they are if they're in america they're knocking door to door and if they're outside of america i don't know what the hell's going on but they're like just trying to spread the word of joseph whatever his name is so then um i find this very interesting on a lot of levels because one she's like freaking out about like where's the time going he's gonna be gone for two years like i just don't have any time with him but john's like girl where were you when you were 17 did you give a fuck about hanging out with your parents no she's like no i was in new york i was dancing at limelight so he's like yeah so there you go (laughs) and so lisa says in a confessional that when she asked jack why he did not tell her because he had apparently this has been in the works for like a year before he admitted this and he says I'm different from you and dad. And she's like, but what do you mean? We taught you like to be religious. We raised you in this church. And he goes, no, I'm just like, not the same as you guys. And then she's crying. Cause she's like, I don't know what that means. Like, did I miss something? Am I a bad mom? And I wondering like, what could Jack's, why would he have not said anything? It doesn't seem like something that would be a secret. I know it is weird. And I, I, I can tell that that's actually like a really big deal that like hurt Lisa. Yeah. Uh, because that kind of like fight is like a 17, 18 year old person fighting with their parents. Like you guys just don't get me kind of yeah. thing. Right. But for him to actually have put in so much work into it that it, like it had been set in motion for a year. And then once like it was officially like, we're you're going, he was like, okay, I'll tell my parents I've been working on this for a year. Right. Uh, it just doesn't add up to me because it seems like she's happy about it. It doesn't seem like she's upset. So I'm not right. understanding like where he was coming from. Yeah, I think it was she likes that it's some if it's not college, she's glad it's that. Yeah. There is, there has to be something there there with like the secrecy. There's gotta be, because it doesn't make sense to me. Because it's such a big deal, and I, maybe there is some something in the home that we're not seeing. Uh, maybe they actually just don't get along at all. Yeah, I mean like, that must be. I was thinking that in between last year and this season, maybe Lisa got a little. She got a little too deep in the sauce with just like the the housewives of it all. Mm-hmm. And, she would I don't this was me speculating last night and she just wasn't around she's in the fame of it right now um she, she's coming off um away in a manger fame so I'm sure that the dynamics in the house has changed <laughs> no crib for baby gorgeous is bad okay <laughs> the little baby gorgeous laid down a sweet head um so yeah I'm just very curious about that but I also like the the other layer too is that like Lisa was actually being very vulnerable about like feeling like she failed as a mother in a way that I can't remember other housewives like being vulnerable about so I kind of shout out to her for that I really did like that moment I mean it was a tough moment but yeah I felt the same way because I was just like wow she really didn't know about this and he's leaving soon and something 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 terrible has happened and I don't know if we'll ever see it and if we do I'm sure it'll be discussed but yeah something happened there that we're not seeing that really affect with Lisa yeah because there are like some housewives who will do give a lot of excuses for their children's bad behavior Alexia but let's move on let's move on um so Heather we see her she's shoveling outside of her new house she's 
feels like a waste of money to once like all your kids are about to leave to get a seven bedroom house but like whatever that's your money not mine that's your money take, fine <laughs> take here i hated the house didn't seem i thought it was ugly yeah it wasn't really giving to me but okay i don't like how was that eight thousand square feet but it's I, big, but it, <laughs> you know, it, i didn't like it sorry my truth is this utah like architecture is just like not great this I like it this episode specifically in its entirety had me like really questioning just you like salt lake city utah as a city in general in the grand scheme of things what's going on there what what (laughs) i don't understand the architecture half of me doesn't understand the weather i don't understand the fashions it's it's a strange place to it's me. It's so strange. Like to see these women teeter on like four inches of ice and snow with like no problem whatsoever. Toes out in 40 degree weather. Good for you girls, but I don't get it. I do not get it at all. Uh, so yeah, she Meredith comes over and they're like talking about the reception of bad Mormon and like you know heather saying that between the book and being under scrutiny for you know being friends with the criminal and the mysterious black eye it's kind of been a lot for her the past year but she's trying to live her life more authentically and at this point i was trying to think where are we in the timeline of girls trip airing is girls trip airing at this point or is heather seeing the backlash and the response that everybody's giving about this black eye and everything that's what i'm wondering same and i know probably someone will can correct on twitter or whatever but i think 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 very lightly think that it's airing as they're filming our girls trip is i mm-hmm. think that's what i thought too yeah. um i'm happy to see heather hopefully self-correcting because she had in my opinion such a great first season and then the second two just got went from worse to worser and she was really feeling herself a little too much now i'm gonna need her to reel it back in because i can't take it anymore i can't i was um so i i watched it like air live like right at nine o'clock and so i was home and i was getting ready like so i had like the previous season playing live on bravo on the channel Mm mm-hmm it was playing the reunion and I was just playing older episodes and I was just like oh I forgot like how much I really fell off this fucking franchise at that like last half of season three because yeah it was rough it was <laughs> hard out here was just her giving like three episodes worth of non-answers right like, where did you right. get the black eye how did this why did this happen and she we don't know what happened who knows? Know. who knows how anything ever happened right <laughs> I forgot like how much I hated how she acted in those last like half of that last season. So annoying. Completely annoying. Do you feel it lightening up? And again, I'm sure she's done the work. And I know it's only the first episode, but I kind of I felt a little bit more lightness from her, which I hope continues. I agree. I agree. She gave me some great moments. And I'm proud of her um, for it. I'm going to ask Fear if I should do something because I've been feeling this on my spirit. And as a psychic person, I feel like I should take action. I am loving Jen Pedranti, the new Jen on Orange County. She's giving me everything that I need, but I am scared because I love her so much. I really want to DM her and be like, girl, 
I know the people are hyping you up right now, but you can't change anything. Don't change anything. Don't let any of these compliments get to your head. You have to be exactly the same next season. And maybe we could we could expand for season three, but I'm I'm scared that she's gonna start feeling herself too much and it's gonna get like Heather season two. And I, I'm scared about that. I think with her, with Jen, I think I don't think she will. I hope not. It's weird, I because I all the ingredients, all the ingredients are there. Um, <laughs> that to happen. But I don't know if she'll actually do it. I don't see it. I don't. This is me being very optimistic about it because I know she very well. I mean, it's Orange County. Any any Orange County housewife can flip the second they get like a million followers. Um, right. Right. But I don't know. There's something about the way she carries herself that I don't think that it she would let it get to a Heather level. I, I want really to, hope not. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm scared. I, I have nothing but to remain optimistic about it. I love her. She's exactly what I wanted from Orange County. She's like exactly the person. I was like, I am scared that Tamara's going to come back because I know she's going to like be like Tamara energy and somebody needs to like call her out on her bullshit. And I'm just so glad that she is. I'm so happy about it. So Tamara needs to have that in this season. I'll tell you that much as much as much as she's given us. It's Tamara just giving as much as she's given you. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get silent for a second. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, fair, fair. As much as she's given me, I'm just I the level of performance that she's giving this season is so hard to watch. And it's so obvious, but what is so wild to me is that everybody knows that Tamara's lying. And yet the only person who wants to admit it is Jen. And sometimes Heather. But everybody know y'all know she's lying and you're letting her. It's so crazy to me. She's getting drunk and acting, and everyone's looking at her like, look at this acting right now. Yeah. Razzy performance level acting. <laughs> oh my God. But we, I could talk about Shannon all day, but we have to move on. So um basically after that, uh she's talking to Meredith about how like she planned a brunch with the girls so they can start fresh and, and they can all start to trust each other, AKA we have not seen each other since the reunion and we got to see each other again. So um, Meredith is like, look, I know you've been having troubles with Whitney, but I don't trust Whitney either because she's really gotten under my skin. So she says she's in the press and she says this whole thing about how Seth and I taking a bath is creepy and filled with bacteria or DNA or whatever. And then Meredith says that Whitney did an interview with the New York Post. And in it, she it says, you won't see Rose slipping into a bath with like castmate Meredith and her husband because she prefers cooking dinner and having wine with her man and heather starts laughing because she thinks this is like a comedy like meredith's comedy hour so then meredith does this impression of whitney like it creeps me out to get in a bath with somebody else like to me a bath is for me and then it says in the article citing an article she once read about how much dna is in a bathtub but Meredith goes, how much DNA is in her hot tub? My housekeeper cleans the tub every day. Does she drain and clean that hot tub that she's got 85 people in? Meredith, are you serious? First of all, I was like, you, you have a housekeeper every day? She every day? Every day. 
in that vacation home that's spotless because you don't live there part of the agreement maybe <laughs> part of the she came with the <laughs> part of the stipulations so then Meredith is like it's like saying I'm dirty and creepy it's offensive so Heather has been laughing this entire time until she's like oh Meredith is actually upset about this <laughs> I was get, literally giving the same faces Heather was giving. I was like, okay, I hear you. And when do I laugh though? Right. <laughs> this is funny, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then when she starts talking like angry Meredith Marks, Heather's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is a long time of Whitney nitpicking me and I'm sick of it. So she says to Heather, don't come after my bathtub. Does she not know me? You don't go after my marriage. You don't go after my bathtub. I mean, the only thing she left is my children. <laughs> Where in the ranking does bathtub fall? Is it before oh, Brooks marks or after? <laughs> I was just about to say Brooks is going to come first, but the rest of them are behind. <laughs> Brooks, bath, Chloe, Seth, the other one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Sure, she calls it the straight one. All right. <laughs> the spare. Um, so the next thing we see, Meredith, she's at her jewelry store downtown. And then we see these tidy little heels walking down the street. And the voiceover is from seasons past. Jen, you smell like hospital. You can go, little girl. <laughs> your kids need nutrients <laughs> and here we have mary cosby ladies and gentlemen mary cosby's back she is back baby um i forgot how funny your kids need nutrients was. i it i ascended i like could i couldn't i didn't even remember that she had said that to lisa but it's so I know. funny <laughs> You know, I just can imagine like in editing, they're like, can you pull up the Mary sound bites for her intro? And there's just like a list of a thousand clips. Right. <laughs> just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mary can't even get into the door because it's too hard or whatever. So she's hugging Meredith. It's like, you need to have somebody fix that door, Meredith. Oh my gosh. So Meredith says that she's been keeping up in contact with Mary, but Mary's like, I've cut off contact with everybody except for Meredith. I'll put it this way. The distance was good. So they go to dinner, catching up what's going on with Robert Sr., Robert Jr. Mary says in a confessional that Robert Jr. has a girlfriend, but everybody's been telling her that that's his wife. And she goes, but we're going to have to figure that one out. And the producer goes, why don't you just ask him? You live in the same house. And she just goes, I haven't had time. Mary, Mary, what are you doing? What are you doing? I think, I mean, she's just living in that closet. And I don't think she ever- Which comes... one? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Oh my gosh. So your producer probably found her in one of her closets and she probably has not left her house until this scene, I bet. Oh my Literally gosh. I picture it. It's <laughs> she's just she's doing her confessionals in her closet with no camera crew around. Hello. They're talking <laughs> she's in a chair. She's talking to her mannequins in a chair like it's a confessional. I'm talking about how inbred Heather is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so Meredith is like catching her up about how the friend group, you know, the dynamic has been pretty interesting. So Mary asks, How are you feeling about Jen? 
Meredith is like, I mean, there's nothing to say. She was guilty. She's gone. Bye. So in a confessional, Meredith says she has not spoken to Jen since she went to prison. And what a producer is like, have you spoken to her? She's like, she's in prison. What do you want me to do? I look at her and it's like, how am I supposed to do that? It's literally impossible. <laughs> to be fair, Jen probably has a long list of people on her like visitation list. Oh yeah, you gotta wait in line for that. And I don't know, like, where is she in Texas? Brian, Texas. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Meredith really was trying to go to Brian, Texas. But, um, gosh, what do you think is going on between Jen and Elizabeth Holmes? Anything you think? You know, I, I think, not yet. I think when something happens, well, I think Jen is still trying to figure out how to talk to her. Hmm. That's where it's mm-hmm. happening. She's still trying to figure. She's trying to get her in that housewives play, maybe. <laughs> I think she's been working on. God bless her. Who, who's on her Instagram posting on her stories? People being like, "This shows nothing without Jen." Like, babe, call us in four years. We're not going through this until season twelve. Until you get back, ma'am. <laughs> I'm not doing this. We got a long time before that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jen, you can come back. We got that contract ready. You just have to get it when you legally can. So see you in about a decade. Yeah. <laughs> just, just dangling that Bravo contract on the other side of the gates. Just like, <laughs> like, this is called good behavior, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Mary says, well, I believe in karma and you get what you deserve, I guess. And Mary's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Mary says in a confessional, it's going to be interesting now because Jen was like the big elephant in the room. <laughs> okay and then meredith asks mary why are you eating your food and mary says well it's spicy and i don't do spicy whenever i do spicy it comes out the end other end spicy like ouch, 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 ouch. i don't want to do it she was eating oh. salad what was so spicy there is that like kind of like mary cosby's first scene she's talking about shitting her pants from spicy food truly she on the delta flight <laughs> 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 no, really <laughs> that was mary trying to go to bermuda stop in everybody's bag oh my god oh my gosh so then we see angie k angie k is now upgraded to a full-time snowflake holder she's pulling up to this lunch looking like v siviano in that visor this look and- is insane for this like chili's restaurant <laughs> the tri- chili's equivalent of park city or wherever the hell they are it's I had some friends over last night and everyone was like look at everyone in the background compared to how angie k right. is- <laughs> everybody's giving old navy and here she is in head to toe pink louis vuitton just and just hair down to the floor with that seven thousand dollar fur purse (laughs) girl unbelievable what are your thoughts on angie it's um i liked her last season um i think she was a great friend she was a friend right I think she she was a little performative last year, but I like I kind of liked what she brought because um, I did think she was the only one who kind of like was able to raise her voice at Jen and Jen kind of like was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I'm excited to see if she contributes anything this season because um, I was, she, you know, there's just like housewives are like perfect friends of. I yeah. kind of would have been that. Um, That's my concern because to me, she gives the energy of Faye Resnick and you know, I never wanted Faye Resnick to be a housewife. 
Yeah, I did love her oops, I did it again confessional look. Mm, fair. That's yeah, fair. I, kinda, I will yeah, she looked really good there. I kind of liked it. It was really over the top, but in a way that I liked. Um so I have I don't hate her, I don't love her. I wish she stayed a friend, but I'm interested to see if she actually does anything to warrant the CGI snowflake in her hands. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm wondering, I'm guessing we're not getting Angie H and her embarrassing husband from last season. And see, I, she fumbled it hard. Big time. I love, because when she, I was like, this is the wealthy white woman I want to be when I grow up. Right. <laughs> Look, right. She was quiet luxury. Right. And I loved it. I loved her confessional. I even like looked up the thing she was when she was like in this like turtleneck, like bejeweled long sleeve thing. Mm -hmm. I looked it up. It was like a $7,000 YSL top. Love that. Like I really liked her sense of fashion, but damn, she ruined everything with her goddamn husband. I know. So embarrassing. My God. She better stay married to him. Cause at this point, like if you're not even going to be on the show, might as well stick in that relationship, you know? Yes, she has. That's it. That's it. You tried. They tried it. And that was it. <laughs> and then we meet Monica. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to say what Angie said in her first <laughs> confessional. She says that, like, she and Monica know each other through Jen. And Angie says, being friends with Jen Shaw introduced me to so many things that I would have never known or been around, like the legal system, the difference between federal and state charges, and Monica. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so she claims that like you know we were both friends with jen and so now we're picking up the pieces of our destroyed friendship together as friends like angie you don't have to do all this monica's perfect perfect <laughs> lisa shows up to lunch with them and she's like knows monica but like not really like oh we've talked before whatever so Lisa says the extent of like what she knows of Monica is like she met her when Jen was her or she was Jen's assistant she came to like drop something off at the at the airport at one point but like Monica looked completely different she was blonde like she had a whole different vibe it's just now hitting me who Monica reminds me of because it was on the tip of my tongue Asa Asa from from Shaza Sunset that's who she looks like yes. I never thought of that Asa Kaftans. That's who she is bothering me. So, um, Monica says, like, she stepped in to help Jen's assistant, whichever 50 ones that she had. She was like the backup assistant. And how one night Jen approached her and was like, Do you want to be rich? Do you want to make 600K a year? just put this this and this in your name and she goes I can remember being like so weirded out and I have a friend in the secret service and I called him and he said get the fuck away from Jen Shaw she's going to prison and she was arrested two months later and that's how I became a witness with the federal government government in her trial and I screamed I didn't <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was like, what do you want me to do with this information? <laughs> I elevated. I left my body because I went into this season premiere being like, oh my God, this is our first housewife season where one of the housewives is in federal prison. And then I had to remember that's actually not true. Shout out to Teresa. And then 
to find out that this woman replaced her was basically ratted her out and was an informant and was stood tri- stood witness at her trial she said i'm not stealing that six hundred thousand dollars but i will steal your snowflake from you oh. <laughs> <laughs> hello that and was insane a star was born I, I didn't even like gasp or uh, there was no sound that came from me and like and that's how I ended up as a witness I was just like uh that's commercial okay wow <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like is it even legal for her to say that like it was just so crazy <laughs> they're gonna pull up on her at the beauty lab and laser parking lot soon if she doesn't watch her like, mouth but you know I'm scared. <laughs> the second location. Yeah. They're going to pull up at the Jen's, second location. The second one. Jen's got people running her Instagram right now. She's definitely have other people. She has eyes and she she's has got eyes shooters on. for sure. They're looking at her. Monica. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then Lisa <laughs> kind of mentions like, or Monica's like talking about her situation. Like she's going through a divorce again because she was married. And then four years into the marriage, she found herself in an entanglement, as she says. So they got divorced and then she remarried that first dude and now they're divorcing again. So again, more what? iconic behavior. <laughs> she, she just, the more she talks, she's like, what? what, what? You go? <laughs> she's like, okay, she's getting a divorce. She's like, oh, and then I got married to the same guy. I was like, oh, crazy. And then a divorce again. <laughs> Remind you, she's only 34. She's 38. I think she said that's, that's a little young for a second divorce from the same man. But what's also giving me is like, maybe I was like, wait, is there, do you have real money here to be doing all this? I, I'm wondering. What is, <laughs> what, let's talk about the husband. Talk about the husband. I can't wait to, we better meet this guy. I want to know all about him. All about the tea or radar online. If you could draw something up, I, just give us a little profile of what's what's going on with Monica's husband. Ex-husband. Right husband, now. the ex-husband again. Oh, so. <laughs> um, Lisa mentions to Monica, like, oh yeah, we've co- spoken on the phone occasionally. Monica was like, mm-hmm. but in a confessional, she says, Lisa would be on the phone with Jen and Jen would just get sick of talking to her. So I would have to be the one to sit on the phone to listen to Lisa and like, Honestly, you could put the phone down for like two hours and come back if she's still talking. Like, it's a lot. She's dragging Lisa left and right. Lisa has no idea. No clue. So then they start talking about like responsibilities. Angie's saying that she's going to teach Lisa to cook. And Lisa says that John does all the cooking and it's so great. And they're about to be at their 20 year anniversary and they're going to Europe and all this like sinister music is playing but everybody's just listening to lisa and i'm like what the hell's going on here what a weird music choice but then monica says in a confessional it's so crazy hearing them portray these perfect lives like we've all heard things thanks to jen so i'm just trying to be open-minded even though all their dark secrets are weighing really heavy on my mind (laughs) love that for you babe (laughs) i love that this is ruining it yeah, she's taking, I love that. She's also like, I'm taking notes here. Mm-hmm. As a good assistant does. As a good, she's writing it down and she's going to compare later <laughs> to what she's already written down before. Right. Oh my gosh. So then we get to this like Heather's mending friendship brunch, whatever the hell she called it. 
And if that doesn't work, if if the charcuterie board and the little pieces of avocado toast don't work, she's got a bunch of snowballs that they can throw at each other afterwards and work out their aggression. So uh, all the girls are there. Even Mary, Whitney is like, is this real? Did Heather roof me? Is Mary actually here? Monica and Heather meet <clears throat> for the first time. And Monica says, to be honest, Jen never said anything nice about Heather, but she never said anything nice about anybody. And also everything Jen said was complete bullshit. So I'm just going to make my own judgments. <laughs> it's like, well, so what about Lisa then? Does Lisa not get a pass? No, not at all. <laughs> I have also another question. When they were at the lunch and Lisa ordered a Vita cocktail, what do you get when you just say, I want a Vita cocktail? What are you getting? What's coming to your table? Yeah, I was, they literally went to the bar and was like, she owns a Vita cocktail. <laughs> It, it seems like there's like a again yeah what does go on in salt lake city does everybody every restaurant that lisa goes to have like a list of vita cocktail i've i've just never been to a bar that had like cocktail special from this brand this liquor company no i think what lisa does i think she goes in hours before filming to tell them who's working today can you tell them when our table is here she has john come in <laughs> You know, just John going. <laughs> they get in here. You need she needs she's gonna ask you for this, and this is what she needs. So when she right. says it, over and say okay. Like it's not even a martini with Vita. I mean, I know it's tequila or like you know a, a espresso martini with. It's just it a Vita very, cocktail. I just don't it, know what that it means. Really, it was really yellow. Okay, and well so I, was, I don't know. I don't want to know the answer to that. Because I was like, this is. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a margarita. But unless it was like a pineapple margarita, maybe. But it was like a super yellow drink. And I was like, oh, that's not a normal margarita. So I have no idea what tequila and mixers and that. And I just don't know. I just don't understand. Like, what is it? Can I Google Vita cocktail? And I'm seeing Palomas. And that can't be it. Oh, there's a Grand Vita, which mm. is just a margarita. <laughs> and this is all, per the Vita tequila website. Yeah, it's this is just a margarita. It's reposado, lime juice, grand margarita, mm. ice. Uh, all right. Well, Lisa, tell me what a Vita cocktail is, please. If it's just a margarita, then just say that. Just say that. Um. So, when uh, Mary says hi to Lisa, did you hear? She's Mary goes. Oh, I actually like your coat. I mean, I love it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I actually like what you're wearing <laughs> so this is this event specifically is kind of where I was just like I don't understand Salt Lake City fashion because each one of these women is, is going to a different cold destination are there heat lamps um my I was obsessed with Heather's friend Mary H did you clock her with like the rainbow jumpsuit and the cowboy hat there was a woman who had a lot going on and I, I think that's it. who you were talking about. Yes, she had a lot. I was watching her the whole time. She wants that snowflake so bad. So bad. <laughs> so even like when the brunch started and um, they popped the first bottle of champagne, she ran right up to the center of everyone and popped the first bottle. <laughs> and, made and I was like, I don't know this woman, but I need to travel the world with her. <laughs> I know her story. What do you got? <laughs> so lisa says i felt like mary and i left on like kind of good footing but the last time mary texted me she wasn't exactly nice 
<laughs> Lisa reads it out and goes, Lisa, you're the biggest idiot. You're a black widow. You're the biggest liar in Utah. You'll kill people with your nasty tequila. You're a witch. You evil person. You're not even interesting. You're a horrible human being. <laughs> Cut to Mary in a confessional. Be like, yeah, Lisa and I are fine. I really like her coat. <laughs> <laughs> you will Mary- kill people with your nasty tequila is an insane thing to say to somebody. <laughs> it is so so funny and what is even funnier is that this is not like a tequila katie situation where like mary's getting i don't know maybe mary is being non-sober and just like lashing out at people are these rage texts i mean they're definitely rage texts but are they (laughs) tequila field rage texts (laughs) no i honestly no mary's just sending them from her like from her church like she's sitting in the pews by herself like no right. one <laughs> they closed down the church right i couldn't yes okay that's what i thought I, I said it last night and someone asked me if that was true and then i gaslit myself into thinking maybe it wasn't it is true but i think the reason why we didn't see it last season was one because mary wasn't there but two because who was the other lady who got kicked off for being racist jenny 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 filmed that scene where they go to the church and like check it out so i think maybe they just didn't they scrapped it because jenny was there god yeah that makes sense yeah so uh, anyway jenny you're racist so um heather makes a speech about how hard the year was for everybody and they could use a fresh start blah 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 and then mary sits down with heather to ask her like what is life for you like without jen and Heather's like trying to downplay, I think, their relationship. She's like, you know, like we did have a connection and it did make it like hard to have clarity. And then I fell in too deep because she's kind of a lot. And but then Mary's like, yeah, but you knew what you were getting into and you enjoyed that ride. And Heather's like, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> you clap it, Mary. Don't let her rest. Like, don't let you act like you just got so overwhelmed. You were happy to be Jen's friend. You were begging for it. It was so happy. When I was rewatching it and I was watching old clips, it was so obvious that it was, it was almost disgusting how much like Heather was kissing Jen's ass last season. Yeah. No backbone having ass, just like riding for her blindly. Blindly. And where did that get you? Nowhere it sucks i know we'll probably see more of it because this is the first episode but even with like meredith and heather i'm just like i wish they would talk about more how wrong they were right because they were so happy to say on camera any chance they got if you're innocent or if you're guilty then we'll handle it from there but you're innocent until i say something or until you know until proven guilty basically and when it was proven guilty everyone's like well you know we kind of always knew like no you didn't don't do that right or like well she's gone now so like what am i gonna do and it's like tell the truth yeah let us all know how y'all really felt because i yeah. would love to hear it how you really felt tell me she actually punched you in the face in the black eye hello <laughs> like that we're fine been a bomb drop i re- i was hoping for it i was really hoping for that specific piece of news i didn't to- even think about that she needs to say what just say it just say what happened Mm, 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 mm. um but do you think do you wonder in the back of your mind if like heather is concerned about something hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Like Jen's got some bones in her closet. I honestly, that's the only explanation I can think of for how just weird everyone was acting or how she, how weird she was acting and still kind of continues to act in this, in the first episode. Very strange. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I'm trying to not reiterate what I just said, but you were so ride or die last season. Now this one, everyone just kind of like, yeah, she's gone. So moving on. It's like, no, 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 no. no. There's still a lot to discuss here. Right. How you got here from there exactly like well it's a weight off my shoulders so what do you want me to say oh well (laughs) yeah exactly like no say it (laughs) so then meredith takes lisa aside to ask like can we maybe have a one-on-one conversation because i feel like every time we tried to resolve things before it was like a group thing and that's an issue so maybe we can just talk one-on-one so Lisa agrees and she says in a confessional, I didn't see this coming, but to be honest, I know she missed me. I would miss me too. <laughs> that is. Do you, how do you feel about Meredith? Because I feel like people who like Lisa really dislike Meredith. I'm in a place where I like both of them. Yeah. Uh, I do miss their old friendship from like the first season. Mm-hmm. I think that it was actually very sister-like and very genuine. Um, but I do think that there's a little bit of the show that got in between it. And I think they're kind of trying to out queen each other out. Yeah. Two alphas. Yeah. But I don't know. Cause like, I feel like their feud just is kind of exhausting. Yeah. Both of them are saying the incorrect things and just won't like get, they're almost like trying to say things to stay in it which i don't love right Uh, but i do love them both separately i wish they would just get over it because i did like them as a unit in the first season yeah i'm very happy to see meredith get into it with somebody else and if it's whitney that's even better (laughs) this was gave me everything i needed everything i needed and she's still just the right amount of delusional for it to be so funny and like fun to watch because yes when Meredith was like going on about she doesn't hold grudges and like that's all you do right you're still fighting with Lisa (laughs) yeah exactly this is what I want the Meredith haters to understand is that it's funny just lean into the fact that like how she behaves is funny it's hilarious you don't like her it's funny um so after that like they start talking about has anybody read uh bad mormon the answer to that was a resounding no 
basically andy tries to kiss lisa's ass by asking her if lisa will sign the book instead of heather (laughs) okay girl and then heather meredith and whitney are all talking and ketamine gets brought up by heather yeah it does (laughs) (laughs) here we go again and so meredith is like by the way whitney i know that you were the root of that rumor I know you have a lot to say in the press about me. And so Heather is just watching them and is like, gosh, how did this start? Was it the fact that I said ketamine just 30 seconds ago? And that was the exact drug of choice that Lisa said that Meredith was on at the reunion? How did we get here? And then she Homer Simpsons herself out of the situation. Just like, so funny. <laughs> just like very slowly walking out. Like, bye. <laughs> it was so because she was just like oh this is no longer my scene but it was already happening <laughs> so she's just the like, back of her head walk away in the background was just so funny the slowest <laughs> way possible as she's like whispering herself like okay gotta go <laughs> so Whitney tells Meredith I would own that if I said that and Meredith is like well when we were in New York I thought we were in a neutral place something happened like every time a housewife says when we were in new york instead of saying when we were at the reunion an angel gets their wings i believe that i really do that is true i read that in a book it's (laughs) in chicken soup for the soul um (laughs) meredith says yeah like when we were in new york i thought we were fine but what the hell's going on like next thing i'm seeing these dirt that i'm dirty and gross and creepy because i take baths it was a dig on my marriage and a dig on my bathtub. <laughs> He's so dead ass about this. Whitney says in a confessional, I would never assume that Meredith has a dirty house. I don't even know where you're living right now. Like, I don't know what vacation rental you're staying in. I'd assume she'd wrap everything in plastic so that it gets she gets her deposit back at the end of the lease. Ooh. She ate. She ate. Hey, 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 no crumbs. No crumbs. She's so full. That was a good one that was very funny and then the editors with the assist with all the homes coming in for a quick cameo (laughs) the four those four houses meredith marks is a new york resident and we all just need to acknowledge that and move on that's why i was like when everyone is having new york discourse like none of them are even from here they don't even live here right and then same thing when, when people try to bring up Beverly Hills. Like, they don't actually all live in Beverly Hills. Only one person does. Half of them are in Encino, right? Yeah. And I think Garcelle's, Garcelle's... I don't even know where she's at, but I know it's far. Yeah, I think she might be, like, more south. Yeah. Um, also, Tinsley lived in a hotel in Sonia's townhouse. Hello? We don't need to do the whole, you don't live here, you don't need to be on the show thing. because. And, and with... And would fly to Palm Beach as soon as those cameras were down and come right back up and pretend that she'd been living in that apartment hotel the whole time. Okay. Okay. Like, like, why does Meredith even come here? Well, it was like, it's an irrelevant argument. Just let her do her thing. She's not the first one. And won't be the last. And And won't be the last. In fact, (laughs) Jessel, half the New York cast is from Dallas. Hello. Shout out to (laughs) Jessel. Jessel's never beating those charges. Um, (laughs) So Meredith says to Whitney, my bathroom is very clean and I don't know about yours. And when he goes, my bathroom is clean. So Meredith is like, I take baths all the time. Oh no, She goes, 
Meredith, I take baths all the time, but I take them alone. Why are you judging me about that? <laughs> Whitney, this is not the issue. But Whitney says in a confessional, it's my right to take a bath alone. <laughs> yes, yes, Whitney. Whitney, Whitney, like eight years old. I don't need you, mommy. I can take a bath alone. I was, just, I was watching this entire thing just smiling at my TV. <laughs> it is the least consequential fight I've seen in a long time. And Meredith is for real. Like, she's angry. <laughs> she's so <laughs> Like, this girl's pissed at Whitney, Whitney Wildrose. This may be, like, one of their, <laughs> the best episodes of the whole series. I, I It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. So, um... Whitney's like you know it's not about her and Seth it's about sitting in a club in a tub that's clean like that's creepy to me like why would you clean yourself with somebody else so Whitney tells her is this just a shady joke but Meredith's like you could take whatever you want and twist it around and not take accountability (laughs) like I don't understand why you would be so bad about this but then she goes did I judge you when you were naked painting with your husband I didn't say watch out you might get bacteria in your vagina and Whitney just stares at her like huh (laughs) (laughs) she really is like okay I guess I have to apologize to her she's like Meredith I know that you won't get into a bath that's not immaculate I'm sorry I offended you but I need to trust that you're gonna let this go and not hold a grudge Meredith is like I don't hold grudges and then Whitney just stares at her again because baby. She's like, lie detector. She's like, you're you're doing it to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Whitney says, okay, well, what can we do to move forward so that we don't lose brain cells over this? And Meredith is like, yeah, you need to save your brain cells. Save them. Save them. Save your brain cells. <laughs> oh, Meredith's smirk through her sunglasses was really adding years to my life when she was like looking back. So a pissed Meredith Marks is a happy Cara Berry. I will definitely <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> she so was Whitney- running down and over, like over time. <laughs> <laughs> so Whitney's like, I don't trust you. Meredith's like, well, I certainly don't trust you. And so they're like, well, she's like, well, I'm just going to have to see. Uh, every time she does this, we're just going to have to see what, un- what unfolds and what happens before I can trust you again. Like, it's gonna take all that work again this feels like a grudge that you're holding (laughs) i don't hold grudges but i will hold on to this until (laughs) i decide right (laughs) i have no answer for you as to how to make it up i'm just gonna wait until an arbitrary time in the future where i feel better give me time (laughs) give me time please (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so Heather, uh, the episode ends with Heather making the ladies play snowball fight with each other, except for Mary, who's just watching them from inside, warm. You're like, what is their problem? Why are they doing this? <laughs> I love this episode. I the love sh- it. It's some, some things change, some things stay the same, and we love it. Lisa's uh, saying the only snowball she likes are at the gas station with the coconut on top. <laughs> I've never had a snowball. Have you had one? That's so funny that you say that. I've never had one either. They don't look good. I've never wanted one. Even as a kid, I was like, that looks sick. You mean they're gummy? They're chewy? No. I think so. And I used to truly eat like trash. 
Yeah, because it's like a little chocolate cake. I'm sorry um, if anyone can correct me, all the stands out there for this. But it's like a little chocolate cake, like wrapped in marshmallow. Coconut? Yeah. No, thank you. That's a, that's a no for me, dog. But yeah. I and love that I for you, Lisa. <laughs> Are you, what is your, like, if you had to choose? I'm a nutty buddy girl, like your little Debbie snack. Um, my little Debbie snack. Um, I do love a nutter butter. Um, God, what is it? The love and oatmeal cream pie. Oh, okay. Um, and then the other one, what is it? The uh, the uh, the uh, the star crunch. Oh, I've only had that like one time, but I feel like I enjoyed it. I used to get those as a kid. Like it was all, I still remember the aisle at the grocery store like from when I was a kid. <laughs> I feel like an oatmeal cream person is the same as like a Diet Coke person. Are you a Diet Coke person? Um, No, I'm a Coke Zero person. Oh. I can taste the difference. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, Diet Coke in a pinch, obviously. Um, But yes, technically all Diet Coke speaking, yes. Love that. Love that. Well, Jay, thank you so much. Tell everybody where they can find you. I can be found on Twitter. I'm I'm glad that we've all just circled back to using Twitter like normal. Yeah. Uh, we tried all the things. I even got on Blue Sky. Nobody's on there. Nobody's saying anything interesting. Nobody's, yeah. <laughs> Threads, Threads had a moment for a week. <laughs> um, I forget about uh, it every day. Every day. So, I, so I'm on, uh, still on Twitter, at Reyna. And then on Instagram, it's not Jay Reyna. Um, oh, real quick about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad. Do you remember we were supposed to have other housewives aside from Monica? Do you yeah. remember? It was uh-huh. like the two QAnon people. And one of them looked like Heather with dark hair. Right. And they were going to be the new girlies this season. And then all their like Trumpy QAnon stuff got posted and they got rid of them before production even started. So I'm glad throughout all of that, we ended up with Monica because I can't even imagine what that would have looked like if no one did anything about that. The, the, why are we not vetting people for, for being involved in like QAnon and things of that? It's happened in the season one because we had that one girl who was like kind of funny and then we're like, oh, wasn't she at January 6th or something? She she like went on a field trip to January 6th. had herself a grand old time so yeah if we could just like quickly ask people how did you feel about the insurrection and if they say it wasn't an insurrection then that's all the answer that you need that's the only thing you need to ask yeah (laughs) so real quick question real quick real quick um shout out to the person who gave me a one star who said that um um they didn't like my politics and that i should stick to reality tv so this episode's for you baby maybe not the last part but we got there we got there <laughs> oh i love it i love it really? when I, I, I'm disappointed with my politics that makes me so happy thank you you're living my dream i, I just want someone to tell me i should stick to reality tv one day <laughs> <laughs> honestly <laughs> God, truly. <laughs> that was a that's a great point. Oh my God, Jay. Well, thank you so much again. You have a great day. Thank you for having me. I love doing this with you. It's I love our little little pod community. 
same um, same talk the most shit in a really fun way we have a great time and i'm gonna tell you i'm coming up i'm coming back to la sooner than later so i'll, I'll text you about that but... oh, good 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 yes yes, um, yes that'll be a good time for sure all right bye guys bye, everyone.